Hey everyone, I'm your host, Aaron Johnston, and you are listening to Coasters and Creators, a behind-the-brand look at the influential content creators shaping theme park social media. Today I have on Kingdomly Kristen. Kristen is a Disney lifestyle creator and Disney cast member. I'm looking forward to having her on, so let's get going. So hi, my name is Kristen. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kingdomly Kristen. And I'm 29 years old. I work at the Magic Kingdom um, in the Emporium, the big store on Main Street. Um, I, so I've been working with Disney for off and on for about five and a half years. Um, I grew up going to the theme parks and that really drove um, my or drove my desire to share um, and document all of my experiences um, because, you know, that's fun. And I think it's really interesting that Instagram's Instagram and even TikTok now, for that matter, have become outlets for people who enjoy the same things to come together in a community, you know? So is that kind of the, has that been kind of the primary goal for you? More about just engagement, community, sharing what you do? Is it that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. How did all this start? How did this love for, for theme parks? Where did it come from? I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina. We had, um, if you're familiar with Carowinds, um, it's a theme park that sits like on the North Carolina, South Carolina border. Um, and so that's the kind of place, um, if you're, if you grew up in the Carolinas, you would go to Carowinds over the summer, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so theme park aspect of things that's where that started um but disney disney specifically um i mean i my mom and grandmother took me to um disney for the first time when i was like five years old no for my fifth birthday my fifth birthday um and my grandmother and i shared a birthday so it was she was she was like 68 um so mom took us um for our birthday um and you know i grew up as a lot of kids do like watching disney movies disney channel um and from that first trip when i was little i was hooked and um went almost every year from the time i was 11 onward um and then trips started to become more frequent like multiple times a year um, and when I was in high school, um, I discovered, um, that the Disney college program was a thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I have to do that. I have to do that. Um, and in college, in college, I was a music major. Um, so I couldn't exactly the way that my curriculum was set up. I couldn't exactly take a semester off to do it. So I had to wait until I graduated, um, to do it like the semester after um so i graduated from college may 12th and i um packed up my car um and my mom and i came down here um may 15th and i've never looked back wow what was your first uh role so when i was um, a CP, I worked at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, um, the one at Disney Springs. Okay. And how long have you been at the Emporium? 
I've been at the Emporium for a little over a year now. Um, and that's been really great. So do you have a favorite Disney park? Um, to call myself a purist, um, <laughs> definitely, definitely Magic Kingdom. Um, okay. I didn't think I'd ever want to work there. Um, but now that I do, and now that I, you know, I'm on Main Street where all the action is, um, yeah. especially during the holidays from like August through December, everything happens on Main Street. Um, where all, where all of that excitement is, I don't think I'd want to work anywhere else now. Um, what, why did you think you didn't want to work there previously? Well, <clears throat> Let me let me rephrase that. So once I became a cast member, I was like, wow, Magic Kingdom does not seem like a fun place to work. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just because um we build up the um the concept of um the tunnels, formerly known as the utilidors, yeah. and just like navigating getting to and from work. Um yeah. but honestly, once you once you kind of figure out where you're going, it's not it's not that big of a deal. Um, you just have to plan your time, right? So really then it's just like, it's the same thing a guest deals with, right? It's just a little bit more of a process to get to the magic kingdom. Yes, it is. Definitely. Yeah. Um, versus yeah. like animal kingdom in Hollywood studios, they have little cast parking lots and you just walk to your work location. Roll right in. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we've established the favorite part. What's the favorite attraction or favorite show or even experience? Favorite attraction, Haunted Mansion. Okay. Um, hands down. Why is um, that? Tell me tell me about that. I think when I was a kid, I just had like this it, it's kind of the same thing as like the utilidors. They're so fabled and it's like Yeah. Oh my goodness, I I I I've never been to give you context to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal until this year because okay. I don't watch horror movies. I don't like a lot of scary things. Yeah. Um, and so when I was little, I was like, no, not into it. But then um, I got the courage to do it. And I was like, not only is it scary, it's also funny. And yeah. um, you can just kind of go back to like the history of it. Um, the history of that attraction itself, like, you know, not to be a, not to be an armchair historian or anything, but, <laughs> but um, you know, you had two Imagineers that had very different um, visions for what they wanted this haunted house attraction to be. Yeah. One wanted it to be very scary and another wanted it to be just stupidly funny. And yeah. um, they ultimately combined their visions together and we got what we got and i it's um one of our more iconic attractions for a reason you know yeah it's it's uh, there's no attraction that i associate with disney in my mind more than haunted mansion or pirates or you know even space mountain at the end of the day it's just they're, they're kind of hard to beat do you have a favorite all that said do you have a favorite extinct attraction or experience that's kind of going away that you miss oh um yes <laughs> um i'm a so it, let let's say in terms of fireworks shows um 
or nighttime spectaculars yeah. um wishes i'm a wishes girl um yeah. i really miss spectro magic i know we've had a lot of main street electrical parade fans over the years but um i grew up with spectro magic and the music yeah. is just so beautiful i i miss it um and i don't know if i necessarily have um one attraction per se um other than a, a just an extinct land i really miss toontown fair really? uh, mickey's toontown fair um so it's safe to say the first time i went to disneyland um and saw toontown i cr- I, I cried like a baby um didn't expect to have that kind of reaction but i didn't realize how much i missed um mickey's toontown fair in um magic kingdom yeah um i was very sad when it went away um i know we've got um people who love storybook circus um and it is a cute land um but i'm a toontown girl i don't know that i i don't know that i i can i can draft with you on the emotional connection to toontown fair but but i there are a few things that I miss more than the Spectro Magic Wishes combo. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that for a Disney nighttime parade for me. And I, I really, I wish it could be reimagined and brought back. If you're watching Festival of Fantasy on any given day, um, the Little Mermaid unit, um, you know, Sebastian, like the Sebastian animatronic. Yeah. Apparently, is the Sebastian animatronic that was used in Spectrum. Okay. I did not know that. I remember the whole saga of that, of those parade units sitting back backstage and uh, eventually, eventually being scrapped. Uh, But I didn't realize there was anything reused from those. So that's interesting to know. Yeah. What are those things that you're super interested in when it comes to theme parks? Two come to mind. Um, you said dining. I'm very passionate about food. I love yeah. food. There are a few things in life I love more than food. Um, sure. I love going to um, all the different restaurants on property and like trying something new or trying something tried and true. Um, yeah, nothing beats that. Um, except um, Disney is the number one entertainment company in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's just as true, rings just as true, um, in our, in the theme parks. Um, and, um, entertainment ultimately is why people come back year after year because of the magical experiences they had, you know, having a meet and greet with Mickey Mouse or seeing, um, or having like Cinderella wave to them at a parade um and like like watching a stage show with the castle in the background um it's getting it's the stories that we've come to know and love having the opportunity to watch them come to life is something really i think something truly spectacular um and disney's one of the only companies that's ever or that has that opportunity to bring those stories to life in a in such a like tangible way yeah yeah and 
I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I, I, I was about to say, I didn't know if you were going down the route of just live entertainment is different at Disney than it is anywhere else. And I was going to say my favorite experience resort wide far and away is Voices of Liberty at Epcot. And this is not related exactly, but I, I couldn't help but notice that you were part of Candlelight Processional. Yeah. How was that experience? I, it's one of my favorite parts of being a cast member, truly. Um, so I mentioned before I was a music major, um, in college. I, I have a degree, um, a bachelor of arts in music, um, with my focal point being music. Um, and so I'd like to perform in the parks one day. Um, that is, that's a goal of mine. Um, What's hey? Let me stop you there real quick because I there's few things there's there's a lot of things I can let go, but but some but some questions I just have to ask. What's it going to take to get there? How hard is that? I guess is what I'm asking. It can be, um, I, but a lot of times it's being in the right place. I prior to COVID, um, I was um, a character performer um, at Sesame Street at SeaWorld. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I'm just going to audition for things until I get something. Um, that being said, um, I just, um, I just started taking voice lessons, um, for the first time since college. Um, and, um, my, my vocal coach, if you will, um, works, um, is part of um the voices of liberty she um wow one of the um one of our conductors for um for the candlelight processional uh, and i just i've admired her for as long as i've been doing um cast choir stuff and um i just thought to myself earlier this year i was like what if i just like sent her a cute little email saying what? like offer oh, voice lessons and so i did and um i had to wait for a few months but um a spot opened up in her studio and so now i'm doing that and um just getting is, is that going to be the way in ah uh, not necessarily i i'm yeah. not say that like you know you i mean i will say that networking is a big um is a big plus at disney but like i'm not gonna say that like oh you just have to like schmooze in order to get in it's also about like you know your own merits yeah end of the day so (laughs) i I, you're saying you're saying there is that little thing that you need that 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 talent right you do need that yes play a role okay right um so that being said yeah um, so that's just, I, I mean, I really wanted to make those connections. Yes. But also, um, just work on myself, um, just to make sure that, you know, I'm prepared when opportunities come along. Yeah. Um, and I, and as a performer, um, at least a vocal performer, um, you need to have a certain set of repertoire. So that's been my big 
that's been my big focus personally lately. And I think I've got, um, good rep now, um, that I'm proud of and yeah, let's just hope something good happens at some point. <laughs> and pray. Well, sure. Sure. I've, I look, I've taken you way off the beaten path here, but I'm, I, I can't help myself because live entertainment and the theme park setting is just something I'm super interested in. My home park at, at, uh, is, is just surely based on physically where I'm located is, is Dollywood in East Tennessee. Uh-huh. And yeah, so tons of live entertainment. We love the people there. And so just always super interested in that world. So I couldn't help but dig into that a little bit. No, um, understandable. What's um so you've seen you you've been going to to parks for a long time. Good mm-hmm. grief, you work at a theme park. Yeah. How is your how is your perspective on let's just say visiting theme parks, Disney theme parks? How's that evolved over the years? How's it evolved? Well, it's certainly affected the way that um I I view things. So like the the things I thought about when I walked into a park like 10 years ago or yeah. 20 years ago is very different from how I how I look at them now. Um because I now have that like cast member perspective. Yeah. Um but and, and, uh, and I ask you that specifically, I mean, I asked everyone that, but you, in your case, you always wonder, like, you're a theme park fan mm-hmm. and you love it a certain way. And you always kind of wonder if if I actually worked in that industry, would that remain? Would that enthusiasm, would that love for what I'm doing, would it grow or would it be diminished? So it's really, I'm super interested to kind of hear that from, from your perspective, if that makes sense. Oh, it's that my enthusiasm for the parks has never um wavered if that makes sense gotcha. i yeah. to be honest um having like having you know the work and life experience that i have now like it just makes me appreciate the parks even more um and just um it's interesting being able like being um being a local now and just like chances are pretty good you're going to run into someone you know when you go when you go to the parks or there's something interesting about like you know being able to be like oh it's my day off i can just (laughs) go to this theme park that i really love and like i can call up a friend and be like hey want to meet up and like drink some starbucks and sit on the hub grass and sure watch the world go by <laughs> um that's just um, and so in one way i think in operational aspects of things like yes i see things differently than i did um yeah. you know back when i was just a guest um but overall it just makes me more excited to to be there and to be like wow i'm really I really feel like I'm a part of this now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Let's get into a little bit of Kristen, the, the uh, social media creator (laughs) before I completely chew up all your time with all the other things that I'm interested in. The, um, so were you big into social media? I guess we we can talk Instagram here specifically Um, before kind of the theme park thing. 
even though there really wasn't before, I guess, in this case, but before you became a cast member and um, and kind of started sharing that aspect of your life, were you deep into social media before that? Yes and no. Um, I mean, I didn't really understand the concepts of like, um, you know, what an influencer was or like a content creator was. Um, I just shared things as I wanted to. Um, And um, I didn't really see it as like um, more than, you know, what it is essentially. Um, just a place to share life updates and to share like cool things I get to do and all that stuff. Um, but, um, when I'm, when I moved down here, um, and I started working for Disney, um, you know, I was doing cool things more frequently (laughs) than, um, um, I was, you know, back in columbia south carolina um yeah so and i guess i just had more to say and more to show um although that that was definitely a time where like you know social media stars if you will started um you know blowing up um on social media yeah And there was such a thing as like, you know, um, dinstas, if you will. (laughs) Um, It wasn't exactly my focus at first. Um, But then I started thinking, well, you know, what if I could get like, what if, what if I did this right and could get like, you know, shirts to wear to the parks and like yeah like what if i like got x amount of followers and like started getting paid to like talk about stuff that i like or you you got invited by some random guy to be on a podcast yeah and so i just kind of started paying attention to like what um what people were posting and like what sort of um editing tools they used and like I really just did my homework more so once quarantine became a thing Um, because like prior to COVID for like a six month period um I was getting I was slowly um gaining traction so far as um followers go um but it wasn't anything to like toot my own horn about um But then COVID hit and um, I had a back catalog of um, pictures that I hadn't used yet. And, you know, it was like there was this weird limbo of time um, where people weren't posting on Instagram because they weren't going out and like doing things. And I I really think that's why TikTok blew up the way it did um, is because people could just do tiktok things from the comfort of their own homes um so where instagram is concerned like i used that back catalog of pictures and because there wasn't like heavy traffic on people's news feeds um people started you know liking commenting and then i guess 
the algorithm just pushed my um my content forward um and showing it to more people and before I knew it like things just sort of exploded from there um I mean granted I'm not sitting at like 50k but like rapidly um over that time and then once I ran out of like a back catalog (laughs) of pictures I then started um doing like themed weeks during quarantine so like week and I would post things related to a certain topic and then I'd take an off week um to both rest and to sort of plan for the next week and I kept that up for a while until I was able to um make some new content um and so basically with all and I did more research um during during that time and kind of discovered okay this is who I am this is what I want to convey about myself um and like this is how I want everything to look aesthetically speaking um and I went with that um but also I think prior to COVID when I was trying to grow I think it was more about for me my mindset was like I have to make sure everything looks perfect and like, and like I have the witty captions and all this other stuff. And then I kind of got to a point, especially during quarantine where I was just like, people don't need that right now. Um, you know, Instagram is filled with, you know, Instagram models and like, um, especially for women, um, we open up our Instagram apps. We, ourselves to um other professionals other young mothers and um it's just it's if we're not careful instagram can become such a comparison app and it shouldn't be that way and so i made the decision that i really wanted to talk about stuff that matters um and like be sort of transparent that's not to say that I don't have, I don't have cards that I keep close to my chest, but for the most part, I don't see any point in being anything but, but transparent. Um, and we, we really need, um, to have, you know, more people who are on higher platforms, um, being like, this is, this is where I'm at. And this is what's going on in my life right now. And here's how I've, here's how I've stumbled, but here's how I've gotten through it. And maybe yeah. that will help you too. Um, so I, I started making Instagram more about that. Um, and my posts more about that. Um, and again, that's not to say that I don't like have the occasional post where I'm like, witty caption. <laughs> all this stuff yeah. look how fun my life is but my life isn't you know um presets and um fun adventures all the time although i get i get messages from people i know in my real life like um like wow i live vicariously through you and all this other stuff and that's great <laughs> um but like, i also want people to know that it's not always rainbows and butterflies 
um, there's real stuff that happens too. Um, and that's more important to me than like all the, the glitz and glamour, if you will. Yeah. No. So I think it's cool that you found some, some sort of direction Mm -hmm. and that you could kind of, I won't say live with, but I mean, like you could sustain. Yeah. In a way that was more normal, not that it's just hard to keep up the, uh, it's not even the right word to say, like, keep up the show, keep up the charade, but keep up like a, a separate, sustain a, you know, the display of a life that may not be, or may not adhere exactly to the reality that you have. It's just hard yeah. to keep that up for a long time. I can. Um, and so, but that's cool. I think um, uh, kind of along those lines, you talked about doing the research. How has how has your style developed over the years? Um, mostly through trial and error. Before I discovered what a preset is, like yeah. the lightroom, I yeah. I was you know trying out different um, filters, whether through Instagram itself or through other apps. Like I'm a big fan of um, a color story. Um, yeah. Prior to moving down here, I was a big fan of like the visco app yeah. Uh, yeah so i did a lot of a lot of trial and error seeing like um what sort of um what sort of presets or filters or what have you look good so yeah. that i could post um about what it, so i could essentially post about whatever i wanted to um no matter what time of day it was yeah because yeah there are certain certain presets or or filters if you will um that don't look good if you want to post something that like a picture that you took at night sure right and um so i went through tons and tons and tons of different ones until i found one um that kind of fit who i am as a person kind of fits like my aura. I'm not really one that believes yeah. auras and stuff, but like, if I, you know, the the question, like, if you were a color, what would you be? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, kind of fits me as a person, but also like allows would allow me to post whatever I wanted, so that I wouldn't be limited to taking pictures like during a certain time of day, um, in certain lighting, um, and the preset that I've used for a long time now allows me to do that now i love that because like i look at your channel and and for it's so it's kind of cliche to say and it it seems so simplistic but i kind of look at your profile page and aesthetically it tells me so much about who you are yeah and you know not not deep <laughs> not deep or anything <laughs> but i you look at it you get it immediately you know Pretty. what i mean and i'm talking to you now and yeah, it, it fits just perfectly. Like your personality comes through that. Thank you. Um, so, so it's so cool. I think. Um, let me ask you just a couple more questions before we run out of time. Yeah. What about engagement? Do you do you engage a lot with the people that follow you on Instagram? I try to. <laughs> um, it's yeah. it's a little more difficult now. Um, I I I think the thing is is that um with um you know, my work schedule and the goals I have, you know, outside of the medium, 
I don't engage as much as I used to. Um, you know, when I had more time, um, but I try to, um, usually when I think about it, like go through and be like, okay, um, have I responded to these comments or have I responded to these DMS? Um, and usually if there are people who are especially, um, who are especially good at, you know, interacting with my content, I try to go through and like support theirs. And, uh, and then I like to go through and see like, are there people that I haven't interacted with in a while? Like, and just like support whatever they have. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's good to like, it's good for like the sake of your own content and like making sure it's being put out there, but also like if people are taking the time to like engage with what you create, like it's good to show that like kind of support and like give it back to them. Interesting. What, um, do you feel like social media or theme park social media has kind of influenced the theme park experience in any kind of major way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's influenced, um, merchandise specifically. It's, it's like, you can now get t-shirts with like these cute little sayings on them. And you like the amount of Minnie Mouse headbands that you can buy now. Yeah. 15 years ago, it, it was basically just, you know, black ears with like a sparkly bow and yeah. that's it but like you know you see all these etsy shops pop pop up over the years and now it's like like i can just say at emporium if you if you were to walk into emporium and see like the the ear wall we have you there's probably like 30 different types of Minnie mouse headbands that you can purchase yeah that all oh, yeah aesthetically um but not even just that it um like the wall phase or like the uh, the craze the wall craze like the fact that you can go up to the purple wall and like get purple wall specific merchandise now you are obviously um you know knee deep in theme parks right now you see it all um you you said it yourself you're at basically the epicenter of excitement in in the theme park industry at the most popular park in the world um what do you see coming down the road as it relates to the theme park experience in general well the fact that the fact that social media is so heavily influenced like the park experience um like we talked about before um it's it makes it it assures me that, you know, Disney's listening and they care about like what, what we want to see. Um, and, um, so I'm hoping that, um, that social media will continue to be used for that, like for that level of good to be like, or for that, for the company or like any other theme park, um, company to gauge and be like, okay, this is what, this is what our um, what our guests want, and yeah, yeah. and if we can give it to them, um, so I hope we continue on that on that path. Um, well, so so last question, 
what's what's next for you for me yeah well um i'm at emporium um as i mentioned um i haven't like shared this publicly or anything but i just became like a trainer there um i was previously a trainer um in the world showcase when i was um placed there after covid um so um until i audition and get something i i really want to grow where i'm at as far as i can go um because i really i've discovered i really like merchandise first of all and yeah. second of all um i just want to um grow and develop myself professionally and just be the best i can be Thanks for listening. This episode is presented by Next Stop Air and Travels, making Disney vacation planning easy, free, and fun. Get started at nextstopairin.com. Also, if you don't mind, take a moment and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you next time.